Experience worship. True worship. Experience the word. Bringing you wholeness. Experience the warmth of fellowship. Experience wholeness at Lighthouse. Join us every Sunday and Wednesday at the Lighthouse. House 7, Plot 2 Stroke 3, Kudratabiola Way, Oregon, Ikeja, Lagos. Visit our website at www.lighthousenergy.org or contact us at info at lighthousenergy.org. The Lighthouse, lighting your pathway to destiny. Welcome to church this morning. This is the day that the Lord has made, and we are rejoicing and we are glad in it. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Okay, so last week, uh, Pastor started off a series of teachings on healing. A series of teachings on healing. And today, I'm just going to build on what he started last week. Uh, today's title is Jesus Paid It All. He was supposed to be the one preaching, but I am here. The two have become one. Yeah. Hallelujah. Okay, so I'm going to start off with a story. I'm sure some of us must have had the story before. And the story goes thus, that, you know, in those times when it was only ships that we had to make, to take, you know, to commute between you know, all those far places, you know, from Nigeria to London, it was ship they used to take. From London to America, it was ship. So the story goes to us that there was a man who gathered all he had to buy the ticket because the ticket was not cheap. So he gathered all he had to buy the ticket. And while he was at it, he bought, you know, when the journey was about to commence, he bought crackers, he bought, you know, stuff that he could feed on during the trip. It was a transatlantic trip. So he bought all this, you know, crackers, you know, stuff that he would eat on the trip. And once he entered the boat, you know, he boarded the ship. He just maintained. He stayed in his room. He didn't go out for meals. He didn't go out for recreation. He didn't do any of all of that. So at the last, on the last day, when he were about to disembark, the captain saw him and said, Wow, you mean you have been on this ship all this while? He said, yes. He said, how come I, don't, I, I didn't see you at mealtime? I didn't see you. He said, ah, because I did not have money to pay for the meals. I only bought my ticket. So I stayed in my room during all those mealtimes. And the captain now said, oh, wow. Your ticket actually covered all of that cost. So, the meals were supposed to have been free once you bought your ticket. Hallelujah. Many of us are like that as believers. Amen? Amen? So we thought we got the ticket to go to heaven and there was nothing else attached to it. When I get to heaven, at the marriage supper, all the saints are gathered at the star assembly. No more. Mm-hmm. Farewell to sorrow. So those were the things that, you know, 
Some of us, not all of us, some of us came into Christianity with hallelujah. When we all get to heaven, there's another one that says that all sorrow, all tears will be wiped away. There's another song that we used to sing that all tears will be wiped away when we get to heaven. Everything was when we get to heaven. Hallelujah. But this morning, I came to bust your bubble. And I'm going to start, you know, this way. Jesus came to change our position, not our destination. If you don't take anything out of this message today, please take that out. Jesus came to change our position, not our destination. You know, when we, when, when we preach to sinners, we say, accept Jesus so that you don't go to hell. That's all we say. I hope that, I know that evangelism must have progressed beyond that now. Accept Jesus so that you don't go to hell. If you don't accept Jesus, you will go to hell. Somebody is saying, which other hell is worse than Nigeria? So please keep your Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus came to change our position, not our destination. But of course, alongside with the change of position, your destination will change. Praise God. The destination will change. But the main thing he came to do was to change our position. Praise God. He came to change our position. First Peter 2. First Peter 2 verse 9. Verse 9 and 10. First Peter 2 verse 9 and 10. It says, but you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Look at verse 10. It says, who once were not a people, but are now the people of God. Before we were not a people, we we're, not, were nothing to be reckoned with. But it says, but now are the people of God. Romans 8.15. Romans 8.15. Romans 8.15. That scripture was the one that delivered me from, you know, the issue of adopting or do not adopt. It says, for you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom you cry out, Abba, Father. There was an exchange. We were Gentiles before. The, the background scripture for, for, for this series, Galatians 3.13. Christ has, redelivered, has redeemed me from the cause of the law. A change of position. Be made a cause for me. For it is written, cost is everyone that hangs on the tree. That the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus. A change of position. Hallelujah. A change of position. So it is not about we going to heaven. We are going to heaven. But all of the things that Christ purchased is supposed to be enjoyed here on earth. And healing is one of them. When I get to heaven, I don't need healing because my body would have been changed. I don't need it. I don't need somebody to tell me I will be rich because I don't need... <laughs> what am I doing with rich in heaven? The streets are paved with gold. What, what, what are you talking about? Everything that Christ did was for us to enjoy on this side of eternity. 
When we get to heaven, you don't need your pastor to come and say, Just say it, the Lord. Uh uh. You are seeing Jesus face to face. So please note that. Jesus came to change our position. That position now allows you, gives you access into everything that He has, you know, purchased for us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Last week, Pastor started talking about the course of the law, and the course is in three parts. That's it, this course of the law. And if you go back to Genesis 3, when um, Eve ate the fruit and um, Adam and Eve were sent out, you'll see that course of the law there. In Deuteronomy, also 28, you'll see the course of the law. The course of the law is divided into three parts. The spiritual death. You know, uh, when, when, when uh, Satan was uh, tempted Eve, he said, if you eat this fruit, you will become like God. Eve said, ah, they said we should not even touch it or else we will die. Ah, die. Say, no, you will not die. You will just be like God. So what happened when she ate the fruit? They actually died. There was a severance. The spirit of God that was in them departed, was taken away. So they, they, there was spiritual death. So when Jesus came, redeeming us from the cause of the law, spiritual death was taken care of. But alongside with spiritual death, at that time came sickness. Adam was supposed to have lived forever. Hmm? Even after he sinned, he still lived 900 and something years because his body did not know how to die. There was no precedence to say, when you get to this age, you die. There was no precedence. He was the first man. So even with the cause, you know, the spiritual death, his body struggled to die. Hallelujah. So, when Jesus came, he redeemed us from spiritual death. He redeemed us from sickness. And he redeemed us from poverty. Those are the three parts of the cause of the law. And like I said, if you go back to Deuteronomy, you will see it there from verse 15 to 68. If you, if you categorize it, you will see, you know, there's poverty, there's, there's sickness, and all of that. So, what is happening now is that most of us are working in just that, you know, in the, in, in, in the, in the receiving of life. That first part is most of us, is where most of us are working, the spiritual death part. Because when we gave our lives to Christ, our spirits were connected back to the source was connected back to God. And that's where most of us are, you know, like I said, operating from. We're operating at. So, you have three things. But we're doing, we're doing okay in one. We're not even doing well. We're just doing okay. You know okay is 50%. Even the spiritual connection, we're not doing that okay. Because some of us cannot, some of us when we're saying, you hear God, some of, somebody's saying, how do you hear God? How does God speak to you? So like I said, what they sold to us was that once you get born again, you are going to heaven. And we're saying, okay, at least I will not go to hell. Eternal damnation. It's okay. But there's so many things that comes with that package. Hallelujah. And like I said, healing is part of that package. Healing is part of that package. If you go through scriptures, even in the Old Testament, you see God talking about healing. I am the Lord that healed you. 
I will bless your bread and your water and I will take sickness out of the midst of you. Because healing is, is so pertinent to us. If you are not feeling fine, there's nothing anybody can tell you. If your little finger is hurting, ah, it's like the world wants to come down. So healing is so pertinent to our living on the earth. So healing is part of what Jesus got for us. And I like the way Pastor started from. He said, we all, we, we concentrate on the face of Jesus. We don't look at the back. The back is the one that had the lashes. He says, by the stripes of Jesus, you were healed. So we don't focus on the back. We just look at, you know, the front. You know, I said to myself that I was going to go back and do a study. From the head, you know, because there's not, God doesn't do anything just for any, no, no reason. So for the fact that they put stones on his head, there's something that it must signify. There were stones on his head. And every part of him, every part that was lacerated, there must be something that is standing for. Praise the Lord. So don't be content with what you are told in church. Do a study yourself. Is pastor telling the truth? Or are we hyping this thing? Are we, you know how we hype now. Now, it is the season of hyping. My daughter will say, this thing has vibe. It's vibing. Hmm? It's vibing. So, are we hyping or are we just vibing it? Is it so or is it not so? You go back and check for yourself. Hallelujah. So, if we say that healing is part of the package, what does that mean? That means that in your spirit as you are seated, healing is already there. Hallelujah. Did somebody get me? As you are seated, in your spirit, in your regenerated spirit, healing is already there. Healing is already there. Healing is already there. But we are not aware. Some people say we are not aware. We are not aware. And it is okay for the devil for you, to the devil for you not to be aware. Because he will now flog you where where. Eh? He will flog you because you are not aware. Praise the Lord. Romans 8 and verse 11. I have been swimming in this scripture for some time now. Romans 8 and verse 11. Please give it to me in the Amplified. I don't want NKJV. Amplified and TPT. First of all, do Amplified. Amplified classic. Classic. It says, and if the spirit of him who raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in you. It says, then he who raised up Christ Jesus from the dead will also restore to life your mortal. And see how he classifies mortal. Short-lived, perishable bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. How many people have the spirit of God dwelling in them? Okay. TPT. It says, yes, God raised Jesus to life. And since God's spirit of resurrection lives in you, he will also raise your dying body to life by the same spirit that breathes life into you. Hallelujah. He will also, I want to check something. I checked that word. Let me see if I can find it now. He will also Raise, to, raise your dying body to life. Praise the Lord. He will also raise your dying body, yes, to life. Go back to NKJV. 
There's something I want to pick that in the same 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 scripture. Okay. It says will also give life. I think it's KJV that talks about quickening your mortal body. KJV says quickening, okay? And so that quickening in Hebrew is zupio. It's zupio. And it means to cause to live, to make alive. Zupio is spelled, is, as I called it, as I called it, zupio. And it means to cause to live. To make alive, to give life, by spiritual power to arouse and invigorate. It says to restore to life, to give increase of life, thus of physical life. It says of the spirit, zupio, quickening as respects the spirit, endued with new and greater powers of life. So when your body is quickened, it is endued with new and greater powers of life. Hallelujah. It is endued with new and greater powers of life. That is the quickening. That is the quickening. It makes alive. It makes your body come alive. Your mortal body. It makes your mortal body come alive. It gives increase of life. Increase of physical life. Praise the Lord. You know, it has been said, my father died at 75. And, uh, you know, all those old school people, uh, as soon as he was 70, that scripture in, in, in Psalm, 90, Psalm 90 says, uh, um, can you please look for it for me? That one that talks about the, the life of a man is 70 years. And if by adventure of, of, of stress, of, of struggle, 70. Jesus, God did not promise us 70. Mm-mm. God promised us 120. Somebody is saying, where is that reading? Genesis 6 and verse 3. Can we go to Genesis 6 and verse 3? Increase of life. 6 and 3. Yes. And the Lord said, my spirit shall not always strive with man. For that he also is flesh, yet his days shall be 120 years. So you choose what you want. You want to die at 70? It's okay. It's okay. It's fine. You want to die at 90? It's okay. You want to die at 120? Because that is it's the max. It's the max. It's the max. Moses died at 120. And they said that his eyes was not dim. His natural force was not abated. Hallelujah. Moses did not have the Holy Spirit living inside of him. But what he had was that he was constantly in the presence of God. You have the whole, the whole Holy Spirit, whole, not parts, inside of you. And then you have, I don't know, don't let me say what I want to say. Hallelujah. So, the Holy Spirit, go back to Romans 8. This quickening, it gives increase of life, of physical life, of physical life. A physical life. The quality of the life you are living physically should increase, should improve by virtue of the fact that you are not now a believer. Amen? It should improve. It should improve. It should improve. We should not believe in getting sick. So somebody says, ah, but I'm just human. No, you are not just human. 
The spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead is inside of you. You are not just human. Yes, you are a spirit. Is that not what we say? We have a soul. We live in a body. But that spirit is the most important of that, of that, of that entire combination. Hallelujah. Say, ah. Anyway, as long as we are in this world, we will fall. Ah, 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 ah. No, no, no. No, no, no. It's not as long as we are in this world. You are different. And that's why I started with the positioning. Let it be known to you. Maybe you go back and think of it. It is a positional thing. It is not a destination thing. It's not a destination wedding. Eh? You know destination now. You are going somewhere. Yes, we are going. But that is not it. It is a positional thing. Scripture says, as Jesus is, as he is, so are we. Is Jesus seeking heaven? Answer me. As he's sitting by the right hand of God, is he sick? Let us be reading scripture with a... You understand? Let us be reading scripture. Hallelujah. So, we should not believe in getting sick. As a believer, being sick is not normal. Mm -mm, it's abnormal. Again, take that and put it in your left hand. Being sick as a believer is abnormal. It is not the norm. It is not the norm. Praise the Lord. It is not the norm. We should fight sickness like we fight sin. No people fight, fight sin. Ah! Please, please, please don't bring that near. Don't let me. King Beshe. My King Beshe. Have you heard that before? Don't let me sin. Don't let me sin. That is the same way we should fight sickness. When it is coming, say, you, you better, you better scram. And why do you have the boldness to say that? Because Jesus has purchased that, sick, that healing for you. Amen. Mark 7 and verse 27. Back in the day when I did not, you know, you know, Revelation is progressive. Back in the day when I did not even know so much. I don't know how this scripture stuck. And this was talking about the Syrophoenician woman. When she brought her daughter for healing and Jesus was trying to, you know, shushai. We go, 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 go. This one is not for you. It's not meant for you. It's meant for the children. You know the children. Who are the two? Who is a child here? Who is a child of God here? My two hands are up. He says, but Jesus said to her, let the children be filled first. For it is not good to take the children's, children's bread and throw it to the little dog. So healing is the children's bread. Healing is the children's bread. So when something is, you know, and I said sickness, but some, of course, because most of us are not aware. So assuming that there's, 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 there's something not going right. Healing is the children's bread. You partake of the bread, of the healing bread. Healing is the children's bread. Hallelujah. Healing is your food. It's your food. It's your food. And again, you know, the way we, we, we individually uh, understand scripture is different. I remember back again, uh, there was a scripture in Isaiah. I don't know whether it's a scripture. Where it, where it says, I think it's 56. I'm not sure. Where it talks about why do you spend money on that which is not food. I remember back in those days, I used to say, I will not spend my money on sickness. Mm -mm, I will not. Scripture says I should not spend my money on that which is not food. The only thing I'm permitted to spend my money on is food. It's food. It's food. 
To party alone, if it is apart from food, I beg, I beg, or I want to look fine, it's okay. But sickness, I will not give my money to any doctor. Scripture also bear, I didn't say it. Can we look for it? Can we look for it? Isaiah 50. Yeah, thank you. 55, I was right. It says, why do you spend money for that or what is not bread? And your wages for what does not satisfy? Why? Why do you spend money? It says, listen carefully to me and eat what is good. And let your soul delight itself in abundance. Why do you spend money? On that which is not good. I, I, I remember again, I remember way back, way back now, way, really way back. I don't know what that day, I think I ate something. I don't know what it was that I ate. And uh, I started having running tummy. And I just, that time, I was not even married. I just got into the room. And that room, I think there were about four of us girls that were sharing the room. So I just sat, because, so to get a quiet place in the house is almost, almost difficult, you know. So, but I just got into the room and I sat down. This I remember because afterwards, my friend that I was staying with, uh, that the, the mom was the owner of the house, laughed, made the gesture of what I had said because I think she came in while I was praying. And then when I finished, she came out and started laughing. I said, what is that? So, I, I just went, I sat on the bed and I was saying, look, God said only goodness and mercy shall follow me. Ronnie told me it's not part of the goodness and mercy. So, Ronnie told me you must stop. So when I finished and I got, got out, she said, I laughed. I said, ah, what kind of, I said, ah, that was how I understood this at that time. Scripture says, goodness and mercy shall follow me. Sickness is not goodness. Is it goodness? Ah, it's not. It's not goodness. So, I, I, you know, so at every point in time, as you, re- as you progress in the revelation of what God has done for you, there are healing scriptures that are whole heart healing scriptures. But there are so many scriptures that you can interpret to be healing. You can interpret to be healing. I remember listening to, uh, it's not Jesse Duplantis. Now, what's the name of the other man? Jerry Seville. Thank you, Jerry Seville. I remember listening to Jerry Seville. And he was saying something about uh, when, when, you know, that he began to forget things. Of course, as he's growing older or something, he began to forget stuff. And then, you know, and those people are the people, they, they are word of faith personified. And then he said, ah. then he went to the scripture and he remembered the memory of the righteous is blessed. In my mind, I was saying, ah, but that is not the context of that scripture. Hey, when it began to happen to me, I did not know when I went back there. I said, ah, <laughs> it's not happening. My memory is blessed. It's a daily mantra. My memory is blessed because the memory of the righteous is blessed. Hallelujah. So this is scripture. You can any which way. Like I said, as revelation is progressing. Praise the Lord. Are we getting blessed? Are we blessed? So why are we sick? Why are we sick? Why do we fall sick? I'm I'm sure that pastor will still talk more about, you know, why, why do we fall sick? Number one, we have bought into the lie of the enemy. We are bought into the lie of the enemy. We are bought into the lie of the enemy. And like I said, we say, ah, we are only human. No, you are not only human. You are not only human. 
the spirit of the living God, the force that created the earth, is living inside of you. First John 4. First John 4 and verse 4. First John 4, we know that. It says, you are of God, little children, and I have overcome them. It says, because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. What is in the world? Eh? Sickness is in the world now. Sickness is in the world. Sickness is in the world. And it says that the person that is inside of you is greater than he who is in the world. Whatever it is that is in the world, sickness, disease, whatever, the person that is inside of you is greater than that person. Whatever the situation, the person who is living inside of you is greater. Praise the Lord. But I'm sure that we read this, you have got little children because greater is he that context. What is in the world? Maybe you want to itemize what is in the world. What is in the world? Because you know that who is, who is in the world? Devil now is in the world. Yes. John 10, 10. One favorite scripture again. John 10, 10. John 10, 10. John 10, 10. Uh, give me John 10, 10 in the, I think I want to read it in the TPT. TPT. It says, a thief has only one thing in mind. He wants to steal. He wants to slaughter. He wants to destroy. But Jesus said, but I have come to give you everything in abundance. More than you expect. Life in its fullness until you overflow. The person in the world is Satan. And this is Satan. Satan is a thief. He says the thief comes to steal to kill, and to destroy. But he says, I have come to give you everything in abundance. I have come to give you life. A life in abundance. So, sometimes again, when I'm, so I'm saying, I'm telling the, sickness is not abundant. So, how? How is sickness abundant life? It's not abundant life now. It's not abundant life. So, he has come to give us life, fullness, until it overflows until it overflows. So we have bought into the life or lie of the devil that we are only human. And of course, it will please Satan for you not to see who you are in Christ. And this takes us back to our new creation realities. That is something you cannot get away from. You cannot forget it. You cannot put it on the back burner. Every time you need to renew your mind. You need to renew your mind. New creation realities. When Jesus came, I, I, I think uh, it was uh, last EFC, EFC last year, I, I preached, I talked about the theme of uh, EFC was Jesus. And I, I talked about what the coming of Jesus, the sacrifice of Jesus, what it, what it means to us now in this present day. You can go back and listen to that. We can go back and listen to it. So we're not only human. He doesn't want you to know, and we too are okay not to know. Hallelujah. We are okay not to know. Again, why do we fall sick? Wrong thinking. Wrong thinking. Wrong thinking. Our minds are not renewed. Our minds, that renewal of mind is something that until you depart from the earth, you must continue doing. You must continue doing. You must continue to renew your mind. Because, look, you, you are in this world. And the, you know, uh, this one when we're praying, uh, Pastor Sunday was talking about uh, 
pressure. There is pressure, economic pressure, but there is pressure everywhere. And you can see that pressure and feel it. And feel it. And feel it. There is economic pressure. There is pressure. All sorts of pressure. Now the in thing is mental health. Eh? Depression. And there is pressure everywhere you look. But you must renew your mind. You must renew your mind. And I'm going to read a scripture shortly. Why do we fall sick? It's lack of knowledge. Hosea 4, 6 says, my people perish for lack of knowledge. Lack. This thing is a revelation issue. That I am not supposed to be sick is a revelation issue. It's something that I must stay in the world to get. To get. To get. It's a revelation issue. You need to see it. You need to see it. There's no other ways to it. We need to see it. We need to come to the understanding of it. Praise the Lord. So it's a revelation issue. We, we, we lack knowledge. We lack knowledge. And so it is easy. Sometimes, sometimes, you know what they call fishing. I think in IT there's a language called fishing. Sometimes the devil is just fishing. You know what fishing is? It's just dangling something in the air. It's just looking for. But you are quick to, to accept it. You know, it's just dangling something. Maybe it's just more headache. You are quick. And once you accept it, that's it. Look, the devil cannot do anything to you except you agree. Take that. And somebody say, ah, I don't agree to be sick. No, you have agreed to be sick in your mind. Mm, 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 mm. Your thinking is wrong. So you have agreed to it. Right. The devil cannot, he does not know any. Look, it is only what you say out that the devil knows. The devil is always fishing. He's fishing. He doesn't know exactly what it is. But by the way you talk, I know get money. Ah, it's okay. Ah, they say they don't have money. Please, please. I think it was Buki. I was correcting one of those days. They were singing here. When I go give you a on my praise. I, know. Ah, I did like this. Ah. She laughed. She laughed. Yesterday, we, 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 when the ministers were in the workforce meet Congress, and pastor was saying to me, he said, I may not have money. I said, ah, no, you have money. Don't say it. You have money. And then somebody said, it's not that deep. Ah, oh, deep, Juyelo. Oh, deep, go. Oh, deep. Baje. Ah. Hey, Oh, deep, go. Eh? You are a... Thank you. You are instead. So most of the time, the devil is just fishing. You know, what did what the scripture say? He says he's going about like a roaring lion, looking for whom he may devour. So he doesn't have you as I'm coming to meet you. No. He just sees as a small crack. Ah, this place is going to be easy to enter. And then he enters. He enters. So most of the time, the devil is fishing. He's just going around. Ah, who, who, can we, who can we deal with today? We don't even know. Let us see. And then you open your mouth and say something. Wah. Ah, it's okay. Ah, easy meat. Let us just camp here. Praise the Lord. Are you getting something? So, it is an issue of understanding. It is an issue of understanding. It is an issue of revelation. What are you saying? What are you saying? What are you saying? Say, ah, I'm Rico. Ah, in fact, <laughs> you know your feelings is not you. 
a lot of us, we, see, we camp at that gate of feelings. I don't feel, I don't feel. I f you camp at the gate of feelings. You know, your feelings lie. 99% of the time, they are lying. And you are buying the lie. Say, I, I don't have control. I am moody. Moo? What? Are we still talking healing? Yes, we are. So it is an issue of understanding. It's an issue of understanding. It is possible to get to the point where your body is not receptive to sickness. It's a journey. But it is possible. It is a journey, but it is possible. I was listening to one of my favorite preachers. The man is about 70-something and was saying that in the last 55 years, he has only had colds twice. And in those, in those, in those two times, he was, he was the one that caused it. You know, like you, 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 you overflogged your body. He said one of those times he ministered 40 hours one week and the other week also he ministered 40 hours. So he knew that he was, he was in for something. Because aside from us saying you shouldn't get sick, we should also use sense. We should be sensible in how we flog our body. So it is possible for your body to get to that place where it, it, sickness is so you understand? So far away from you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Ephesians 1.3 Amplified. Please, classic. Ephesians 1.3 It says, May blessing, praise, laudation, and eulogy be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms. Every spiritual blessing. Every spiritual blessing. Second Peter 1 3. Same amplified classic. Second Peter 1 3. It says, For his divine power has bestowed upon us all things that are requisite and suited to life and godliness through the full personal knowledge of him who called us by and to his own glory and excellence. See what it says. His divine power has bestowed upon us all things. NKJV says that pertains to life and godliness. But it says something. Through the full personal knowledge of him. So you must know him. You must know him. You must continually seek to know him. You must know him. You must continually seek to know him. Praise the Lord. Typity of this of this uh, of this scripture, please. Fantastic. It says, For as you know him better, can you imagine? He will give you through his great power everything you need for living a truly good life. He even shares his own glory and his own goodness with us. He says, as you know him better. So there's a there should be a progression in our knowing him. The more we know him. What did you give me before now? Eh? TLB, no, go back to TPT. It's TPT I want now. Go, go back to that TPT. Okay, it says everything we could ever need for life and godliness has been deposited in us 
by his divine power. It is there. When I said that healing was already in your spirit, say it. It is there. But a lot of us don't even know that it is there. So you are running out, helter skelter, up and down. He says, for all this was lavished upon us through the rich experience of knowing him who has called us by name and invited us to come to him through a glorious manifestation of his goodness. From the days of John the Baptist, the kingdom of God suffers violence and the violent do what? And this is one of those cases. Healing is one of those cases where you must take it by force. You must take it by force. You don't, you know, you don't take it, you know, swaggering, having swag. You are talking. You are speaking. I said at the beginning of the year that your mouth is the tool for dominion. You are talking. You are speaking. You are saying what you want. By, what is that, Hebrews 11? The world was framed by the word of God. You are framing your world. You are taking it by violence. You are shouting when you need to shout. <laughs> you are screaming when you need to scream. You are stamping your authority because God has given you that authority. Luke 10, 19. Luke 10, 19. That Jesus got the authority and gave it to us. Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. Sickness is the power of the enemy. Because God did not create sickness. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. Mark 16. Mark 16. From verse 15, I think. Mark 16. And then he said, he told them, go into all the world and preach. Okay, 15, 16. He will, oh yeah, 17. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. Continue. 18. They will take up serpents, and if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. You can lay hands on yourself. Oh, you don't know. You can lay hands on yourself. So they will lay hands on the sick. Assuming you are sick. You can lay hands on yourself and they will recover. There's provision for that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's rise. I remembered one song that we used to sing. We used to sing. And you know those songs, they are, they are, they are faith boosters. They're like faith boosters when you sing those songs. I've got the life of God in me. How many people know that song? I've got the life of God in me. I've got the spirit of the Son of God. I've got the life of God. I've got the life of God in me. I've got the life of God in me. I've got the spirit of the Son of God. I've got the life of God in me. I've got the life of If you know you have the life of God in you, begin to decree and declare it this morning.
begin to decree and declare it this morning. Begin to take authority over every illness, over every sickness, over every disease. Begin to take authority. Yes, in the name of Jesus, thank you. Thank you, Lord God Almighty, because the spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead dwells in my physical body. Therefore, my body is quickened, is made alive. There is increase in the life that I live, in the physical life that I live. There is increase in it. In the name of Jesus, sickness is not my portion. Sickness is far away from me. I drive every disease, every unease. I drive you for every pain. I drive you far from me. Right now, in the name of Jesus. Yes, Father Lord, we thank you this morning. Thank you, Lord God Almighty, because your word is becoming flesh. Your word is becoming flesh. In us, it's becoming flesh. In the name of Jesus. Your word is becoming flesh. In us, in the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord, we thank you this morning. We give you praise, oh God. In the name of Jesus. Father, thank you this morning. Thank you, Lord God Almighty, for the entrance of your word gives light. And it gives understanding to the simple. And so, Lord God Almighty, I have spoken. Lord God Almighty, as you have put it in my heart to say. And Lord, I ask that your breath will rest upon what the words this morning. And Lord God Almighty, it will germinate, it will multiply in the hearts of your children in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Have a wonderful week. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Why don't you just celebrate? This message is brought to you by Lighthouse Christian Outreach Center. The Lighthouse, House 7, Plot 2, Slash 3, Kudratabiola Way, Oregon, Ikeja, Lagos. For inquiries, please log on to www.lighthousenge.org for more.